Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our daily reading of Scripture and meditation on the Gospel of the Day. I am James Thomas. Today is Saturday, May 13th, 2023, the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima, the day before Mother's Day, and the Saturday of the fifth week of Easter. Today's Gospel, once again, is from the Gospel according to St. John. Jesus said to his disciples, If the world hates you, realize that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, the world would love its own. But because you do not belong to the world, and I have chosen you out of the world, the world hates you. Remember the word I spoke to you. No slave is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they kept my word they will also keep yours. And if they will do all these things to you on account of my name, and they will do all these things to you on account of my name, because they do not know the one who sent me. There is a word that we often use in our faith, and a lot of people, I don't know, I don't know if people know what it means or if they don't know what it means. The word is holy. It's just a word that came to me just now. Not that I invented it or anything like that. I'm feeling goofy. It's late at night and I'm recording this. Um, But getting back on track here. The word holy, in the original Hebrew, the word simply means other. The word holy, in its essence, as we use it, it means different. It means set apart, sacred, otherworldly. Jesus, in this particular reading, is talking about the contrast between the world and those who follow him. Now, you know, can we call ourselves holy? Well, to some degree, I guess. It's kind of like, you know, when we refer to the communion of the saints and how part of the communion of saints is those that are here on earth in the state of grace, in the church, etc., Uh, So can we say that we are holy? Well, we don't typically go around saying it because it could be a prideful thing to say. We strive to be holy. That's a good way to say it. Um, The church is holy. Jesus is the source of holiness. The saints, our blessed mother, they're holy. There's lots of blessed objects. They're holy things. And yes, we are a holy people. Um. Once again, I'm just talking about a word here, so it's not to get all caught up in the terminology. But what it means is we belong to the Lord. We recognize that there's something far greater than the world around us, and we strive to be part of that world. Jesus sets up this contrast that his kingdom and the world are not going to get along, and the world is going to hate his followers. And, um, yeah, you know, I'll tell you, it's a struggle not to hate the world. And of course he does use that word in another reading. You cannot be my follower if you do not hate mother and father, etc. He's not saying hatred as the opposite of love. He's saying hatred as, uh, well, it's detachment, but it's a stronger word than that. Like a strong detachment. In other words, nothing can get in the way of your faith. Nothing can get in the way of following him. And so, once again, we're talking about this contrast. And yes, very often I feel like, I'll tell you how I really feel at the bottom of my heart. 
this world is so boring. Oh my goodness, it's so boring compared to the Lord, compared to the things of the faith. And I try to convey this to people, and they think I'm nuts. But this world is incredibly boring. You could name for me the most exciting things on earth. Let's just say we came up with a list of five things that are the most exciting things in the whole world, the best things, the most enjoyable things. They don't compare to the spiritual life. They don't even come close. They're not even on the same spectrum. And so trying to be holy, pursuing holiness, being focused on the holy, it's a, it's a different world. It's, and, and that's what the word really means. You know, it's different. It's other. It's, it's out of this world. Heaven is going to be an experience. I mean, I, I don't know what people think. First of all, they think they're all going to heaven. And secondly, they think it's going to be like, all right, you know, even though it's like a lot of going to church or something like that, I guess it won't be so bad because we'll have like some nice things there too. What? You know, and (laughs) the reality is there's an experience of the holy that the majority of the people in the world have not had. And therefore, as a result, they think of heaven as boring because they have no idea what they're talking about. They think of faith as boring. The reality is those that have faith, those that are in the Lord, they've experienced the world and they've experienced the Lord and they choose the Lord. And the more deeply we go into a relationship with Jesus, the more exciting it gets, the better it gets. And everyone should want to be holy when they experience just what we were made for. We were made for heaven. We were made for a relationship with Jesus, which is just out of this world. It's incredible in comparison with anything this world can offer, entertainments or whatever. Uh, One thing that's happening right now in our world today, I mean, there's a lot of good things happening. Pope John Paul called this the new evangelization. Some people make fun of that term, friends of mine do, because they're only looking at the downfall of the church today in our typical parishes and schools. Well, yeah, if you're looking at the institutional church, this is not the new springtime. It's the opposite. But if we're looking, and we always say there's the Marian model and the Petrine model. The Petrine model is the hierarchical uh, official model, you know, that has to do with offices and priests and bishops and conferences and parishes and dioceses and things like that. Whereas the Marian model is about personal holiness. And it's following the example of Mary. And when it comes to personal holiness, we're in the new springtime. It's true. A lot of people aren't going to church. It's true. The the whole old institutional church has fallen apart. It continues to fall apart. So many people are just spinning their wheels trying to keep it going. And it's, you know, just falling apart. Um, But then there's all these new things popping up all over. And there's new movements. I always laugh because I have a lot of friends that go to the Latin mass. I go to the Latin mass sometimes. And a lot of times in that realm of people, they make fun of this term, the new evangelization, because they're focused on all the negative stuff. And one thing I will say in response is the fact that I can walk into a Latin mass and it's jam packed with young families that is the new evangelization. That's what Pope John Paul was talking about. Is one of the things that he's talking about. Those things that are 
you know, the Lord said you'll know them by their fruits, things that are blessed by the Lord, things that are of the Lord, intended by the Lord, you're going to find well attended by people. Anyway, another thing happening in our world today, and once again, this is not an endorsement, the church is still investigating it, but Medjugorje. And in Medjugorje, there's just this constant emphasis on the holy and how we can live the holy here in this world, we, and therefore we can experience heaven while we're still here on earth. And it's a very simple message. Prayer leads to peace. Very often in this realm, holiness and the spiritual life are summed up in simply experiencing peace. And that message that comes to us from Medjugorje and similar places uh, goes back to Fatima. Our Lady said this in so many words at Fatima, and that's the feast of today. And it's been, what, 106 years. I was able to be there for the 100th anniversary of the final apparition, October 13th, 2017. And it was amazing. It was a great experience. So here we are over 100 years later, and the world still hates <laughs> the things of God. And these things were being predicted by Mary at Fatima. Fatima was, uh, it had a lot to do with predictions of things to come and just how world, bad the world was going to get so far from the holy. Um, but still that positive message of peace. And when we pray, God will stop wars. And when we pray, God will stop disasters. But that comes from when we pray, peace comes into the world. It first comes into our hearts. And it's contagious. And it goes from our hearts to the people around us. And if we pray together, and Mary asked for the rosary in particular as a prayer of peace, uh, then there's peace among those people, in particular families. Mary promises that when families pray the rosary together, those families will be blessed by God. They will become otherworldly. They will become holy. And they will stay together. There will be a harmony among people that pray together. So this is the message over and over again. We can have a foretaste of heaven while we're here on earth. We can experience the holy while we're here in the midst of this secular world. Um, if we pray, if we follow the Lord, if we strive to overcome our sins, if we repent of our sins, we can experience the holy. Therefore, we can experience love and joy and peace and so many other great things that come from the Holy Spirit. So at Fatima, yes, there was this prediction, and it goes together with the vision of Pope Leo, Pope Leo Thirteenth. this idea that over the next century there would be horrible evil. In the end, Mary says, my immaculate heart will triumph. And we believe that goes hand in hand with this new evangelization. However, that's going to look. We're still seeing it unfold. But in the meantime, what has happened in the world? We've had two world wars. We've had abortion that's killed, I don't know, 60 million babies, maybe more. And we've had the breakdown of family life and just continued insanity. I was listening to something today that horrified me. They're talking about AI, artificial intelligence, and how they've already surpassed all the predictions about it. And they're saying within the next year or two, um, it's going to be the moment of truth, whether or not artificial intelligence just completely takes over the world the way it has in the movies. So that's horrifying, but <laughs> we just have to keep putting it in the Lord's hands and realizing, yeah, it's horrifying. You know what? But there's so many other things in the world too, that have been really horrifying. And 
Ah, we just have to be prepared at every moment, not just to die, but be prepared at every moment to live, to live in the Lord and to do our best. The church has been through horrible times, and yet the people of God, when they're genuinely following the Lord, there is a joy. There is a strength, a courage, a wisdom, because that's holiness. God gives it when we strive to be close to him. So at Fatima, Mary predicted the Pope being shot, which happened also on this date in 1981. Mary predicted uh, communism. Russia would spread her errors throughout the world. That's still happening, by the way. She asked for the consecration of Russia to her Immaculate Heart. It wasn't done in a timely manner. We believe it was done eventually. But still, you know, and, and yeah, the communism fell in Eastern Europe. That's true. Berlin Wall fell. We're experiencing it now. Just, you know, communist uh, philosophies are coming more and more into America and so many other countries. So we still have that battle to fight. It's God's battle. But Mary asks us for our prayers. But yes, Our Lady also predicted the downfall of the family and many, many people will end up in hell because of sins of impurity. She, sp she spoke even of modesty and the importance of modesty, the importance of purity. I was having a little reflection on that the other day. Um, you know, there's this age old, not, and you, you know, you don't want to pigeonhole people. I mean, it happens on both sides, but there's this discussion that sometimes happens when there's a, let's just say you have a group of teens together. You discuss modesty. It's always about the way the girls dress and then the way the guys think. And, you know, the girls sometimes will say they'll defend their desire to dress immodestly by saying, well, these boys just need to learn how to control their, their minds and learn how to control their, their lusts. And it's funny cause it's like kind of like a simple um, response to the whole thing is chastity is a virtue. It's true. The boys need to work on that. The girls need to work on that too. We all do. Saving sex for marriage, and that includes even in our thoughts. That's chastity. But there's also another virtue, and that's called modesty. These are two separate virtues. They, they go together, but they're separate virtues. So regardless of what the guys are doing and where they are in their level of maturity and holiness, still for girls and, and guys, whatever, you know, but yeah, it's generally a girl thing, uh, dressing modestly is it's a virtue that's required. It's something that needs to be practiced regardless of whether or not the boys are controlling their thoughts. Um, it's both end modesty and chastity. We are called to both by almighty God. And our lady said that sins against both would lead people astray. And so we see the fruits of the sexual revolution. I heard something recently where there's, they're talking about the, uh, the powers that be, whoever they are, trying to have a second sexual revolution. And this one will include normalizing pedophilia and all kinds of other insanity. And, um, yep, that's where we are. So we need to continue to pray. Our Lady, she performed great miracles. The miracle of the sun on October 13th. Um, the light in the sky that everybody saw when World War II was about to begin because not enough people prayed. The fact that she saved Pope John Paul from being killed by the bullet that shot him. A couple bullets uh, were fired at him in 1981. That's a whole story there, too, maybe for a different day. 
Um, so Our Lady, Our Lord, you know, they're, they're just constantly striving to help us. They're constantly performing miracles. And if we gave them an inch, they would give us many, many miles. If we even just begin to turn towards them, like in the parable of the prodigal son, then our world could very well be healed. And that's the message of Fatima. It's the message of Medjugorje, if you believe that. It's the ongoing message of our faith. If we repent, if we give the Lord even the smallest amount of our love, our attention, give him our hearts, then he can fix all this craziness that we've created. Whether we're talking about AI, so many people of, of holiness, people, good people, people that, that love the Lord have said, uh, you know, at some point the Lord's just going to wipe out the internet. <laughs> He's going to wipe out our technology one way or another. It's going to happen. And then we won't have to worry about all this stuff. Uh, who knows? But we ask the Lord on this feast of Our Lady of Fatima that he will bless our country and our world and help us to return to sanity, mostly help us to return to holiness. We were made for holiness. And I'm going to just keep saying it. <sighs> Having experienced the Lord and prayer and peace the greatest stuff this world has to offer bores me out of my mind. <laughs> Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.